jump to bad assets. Yay! A Bunkers and Badasses podcast. Welcome back. Let's get started. We'll just jump in. Why don't we just say, you know, who we are, what our character is, and then drop a badass fact. We'll start with you, Ashley. All right. My name's Ashley. I play Dove and Duck Norris. Hell yeah. Our archetype is an elementalist, and my class is a hunter. And my fun fact, I don't think I've shared this before, Duck Norris really isn't a duck. He's actually a hawk. I am oh. shocked. Well, that's just confusing. Shocked, I say. This is less surprising for anyone who's watching the video. <laughs> that's true. But that's us. Perfect. Let's move on to Brian. All right. I play Bruno Albero. I'm an elementalist, face lock, siren. And once on the job, Bruno parallel parked a train. <laughs> I remember that. That was awesome. That's impressive. All right. Davey, since you're speaking, you're up next. Oh, cool. Hi, I'm Davey. I play Hermes Flay Gillock. He is a guardian necromancer. His badass fact for the day is his favorite mythological figure is Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> Sure. Fair. Yeah, it's canon now. Sorry. Yep. How do we fit that in here? I'm trying to... What was he doing? Okay, anyways. Up next, Julia. Hey, I'm Julia. I play Penumbra, an enforcer gunzerker. If you've seen the picture of Penumbra, he's got like teal hair and some teal tattoos on him, but his favorite color is red. All right. Wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> Interesting. I would not have guessed. What's the affiliation for red? Like, why is that his favorite? It's the color of blood. That's <laughs> Makes metal. sense. Love it. <laughs> Big Chevelle fan. <laughs> we are going to be best friends. So does anyone want to take a crack at Penumbra's real name this time? Mark. No. We need to start writing these down. <laughs> someone, someone please write down the, well, I think, two or three things that have been guessed so far. <laughs> I don't remember the other two. I think they've all been Mark. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Julia's like, you guys are never going to find out anyway. Does it really matter? <laughs> we'll get it. Okay. All right. And then me, I'm Jay. I play the Nomad. I am an enforcer berserker. And my badass fact is, despite being in the circus, can't juggle for shit. Practice a long time. It's true. He is sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Nomad doesn't really strike as a multitasker. Does it have anything to do with the hand? Completely unrelated. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> to give you a hint it was an unfortunate chainsaw juggling incident <laughs> i wish nothing nothing that cool and last but not least of course our bunker master ian hi i create the world and tell you how everything wishes to beat you up like a room full of drunks no reason that was just off top of my head the badass fact i have this week isn't necessarily about me but if you are watching the youtube version of this i would like to thank the bunkers and badasses homebrew collection discord because they have been fantastic as we've been working on this they have created the maps that we're using for this lysan gonna butcher the name and then the actual foundry system that we're using was created by one of the users also emf so big shout out to both of them we love you check out the discord that's incredible and you, you make everything easier Last time, our adventurers had just beat up a bunch of drunk people or gotten drunk and then beat up a bunch of other drunk people, depending on who, who you're talking to. But the first thing that happens is that you notice you have leveled up. After beating up these drunks, you feel a little bit stronger, a little bit tougher, and maybe you learn some things. Who knows? So how are you feeling? I feel like I can punch harder. It's really cool. Right, maybe it's all in my elbow or something. After some tuning with my shields, I feel like I can take a few more hits now. Feel as though my body has generated more myelin to more accurately transport electricity through my body. Those were words. Yep, there's <laughs> lots of big science words. 
I feel like I'm ready to just do more great things. Even better now. I look around for Duck Norris and then go the other way. And then he's staring at you intently. So as you're standing here, you've just heard the news that Ellie wishes to sort of conscript you into the the local guard to help in search of Queen Butt Stallion. She continues to walk in the room and approaches the group of you. Notices some of you are a little bit more drunk than others. Hello there. But not terribly worse for wear. And she also notices the piles of unconscious bodies. Obviously, she saw this entire fight and seems impressed. So she's like, this is the group. They're going to go find the queen. You know what I really like? That we can just, you know, come in here and beat the shit out of some people. And nobody really says anything. They just kind of shower us with praise. It's very different than where, where I came from before. Moxie's like, I mean, as long as the damages are paid for, then hey, live your lives. I'm not going to interfere. This is way better than where we left from. So Ellie begins to tell you about the quest, which is to find the queen. And so let's show this to the players. Quest, find the queen. Objectives, venture into the forest of being eaten alive by trees and search for clues of the queen's location. I liked all of that, except the place that we're going. I mean, surely the trees do not eat you. They can't be, right? Yeah. There's they no just way. collect the sun. The trees do eat you, and don't call me Shirley. Uh, Moxie leans <laughs> over. God damn it! Moxie <laughs> leans over and goes, "Get the fuck out of this bar." <laughs> How are you walking on your own? You're still drunk. I'll see myself out. Moxie leans over the bar and sort of wants to respond to Bruno's comment. He's be like, "Oh no, they they will. They'll eat you if you're heading out that way." I do have a, it's kind of a, a quest of my own. Not like a long hard adventure, more of a quickie. <clears throat> I have this gun that one of my fans had sent me. It's a malefactor, it, it has elemental whatever. I don't know, I barely used it. It did have a trinket of mine on it though. Had my favorite shade of lipstick and I had taken it out to the forest of being alive by trees and uh, my friend seemed to have lost it when he was unfortunately eaten alive by trees. But if you would like to find it, you can keep the gun. I just want the lipstick back. It's an awfully rare shade. Senora, after the events of this bar, it would be a pleasure for us to help you out and find your charm. And Bruno is basically an expert at guns. He studied at the TDR Institute of Technology. So she hands you the paper of where to look and uh, apparently it's located in the immortal woods which is just a little bit past the forest of being eaten alive by trees surprisingly i don't know guys that sounds like a good deal to me we're already going to be out there we might as well can i interest you in uh in a mox tail for the road as she points over to the side of the bar where you see the the bottles with various little stoppers in them and various colors of liquid all kind of around in uh, like a Lazy Susan-esque dispensable like display case, I guess would be the, the thing. And then there's a tip jar next to it. What do we I'll uh, take one? Do, do we see de several different types of vials in there? Yeah, you, so you see it's more of a, you know, it's kind of like a gotcha game, but for vials. <laughs> so you kind of you put the gold in and you, you get what you get. Is there oh cool a minimum amount? She's like, oh, that thing won't turn on for any less than 10 gold. After the trouble that we've had, I'd be more than happy to order a mox deal. Yeah, same. I was, I was going to chip in anyway. 
All right, so if you spend 10 gold in the, the rollable tables, you'll see the Moxtail table that you can roll off of. Can I put in 30 and buy one for Dove and Penumbra since I owe them money anyway? <laughs> sure. Then we can all take one. Everybody's doing you shooters. sure can. <laughs> how, do you, how do you both feel about not getting gold, but instead getting <laughs> potions? <laughs> oh, come on, it's fun. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll take it. Awesome. I mean, if I'm not paying for it, sure. So, Bruno, you got the Vamp Vermouth. If you use it, you get 1d4 damage reduction for the rest of the encounter. Excellent. The Nomad, when you roll, out comes a, a sort of redder liquid with this normal kind of cork stopper, and it says Big Bad Bitters. Gain one grenade each time you throw a grenade for the rest of the encounter. Yes. Wow. I'm going to put that to good you. <laughs> Penumbra, yours is more of a blue hue to it, and it has like a metal twist off top, and it's called the Hay Sugar. Gain plus two on talk checks for one hour when you drink it, because you're very talkative. Okay. Uh, Hermes, you got one for yourself as well. I did. So out pops the quadruple sec. Gain five health regen for the rest of the encounter. Wow. And then we have Dove. The same as Nomad. Yes, yeah, it's also red, also as the stopper. It is also the big bad bitters. You both are grenade happy. So you collect those, you have your fun with the little moxtail machine at the end of the bar. Ellie turns to you, she's like, well, whenever y'all are done in Flame Rock Refuge, if you want to head out, I, of course, have to stay here and go make sure that none of those skeletons come up at the gates anymore. But the gate that leads into the forest being eaten alive by trees is is up at the north and the, the gatekeeper will, will let you through. Just tell him, tell him Ellie sent you. Do you guys mind if I take one of these for the road? Moxie's <laughs> just like, well, I don't think their owner is going to be drinking it. I tip 20 gold and I say four liter. Oh, thank you so much. Bruno, I haven't seen you that uh that generous. You're usually a little more tight-fisted with Well, we did destroy a table by launching you into the air and then you powering right through. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. All right, guys, let's get out of here. I don't remember that part. It was kind of spinning. <laughs> and as you're, as you're going to leave, Ellie is like, oh, hey, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. You two, uh, you two work together? And she's pointing at the Nomad and Penumbra, not Nomad and Bruno. She's like, I noticed y'all had a wrestling connection or something there now we uh, uh we we met just a couple hours ago jumped on this boat didn't even see each other on the boat for a while yeah yeah there is some chemistry though working pretty well chemistry is an interesting turn of phrase i mean everything like everything he said i yeah, just could have sworn you guys were a tag team oh we should create a name that'd be awesome yeah i think <laughs> no you're not no i'm cool with it. let's do that potential name be like chenumbra pene and we'll work on it. Well, we'll, we'll put a pin in it, yeah. No, um, no, no, bro. Think about it. No, bro. No, bro. No, bro. Did someone say no, bro? No, bro. I think that might be it. That's sick. Well, team no, bro. <laughs> Ellie's just like, I'm glad I could see this moment. This has really made my day. So, would you like to head back into Flame Rock Refuge? Well, I guess you're in Flamercraft. Head back out to outside of Moxie's Tavern. To the streets. To the streets. So yeah, so as you exit, it's sort of, it's a little bit later in the day, obviously, that you're in there for a little bit longer than you realize, and a lot longer than Hermes realized, as the harsh light of day is really just blasting down on your, your retina. 
Ugh. I've never been this hungover. Not since my sister's wedding. Careful, you're retinas. <laughs> yeah, you have that right. I wish I had some sunglass for my left eye. I was gonna say, I wonder if there's a sunglass hut around here somewhere. <laughs> Maybe I just close the regular one and leave the robot one open. I think that'll work. Now, can you just summon that thing and then just like piggyback? Is that like something you can do? Oh. I don't know how Is that. Do you work? mean Kit? Yeah. Yeah. The robot? Yeah. He's actually, he's more like a pet when I'm at home. He only takes on the, the person y looking robot form when he's fighting. Hmm. But yeah, normally he's, he's my little lap dog. I was curious about the dynamic, if it was a pet or a, just a machine or some sort of weird Geppetto Pinocchio situation going on here. <laughs> or if he just busted out to cook food. No, I love dogs, not little wooden boys. So, yeah. Well, that like batter up thing you guys did was pretty cool. So, <laughs> Stop. We've been practicing that one in the backyard for six months. So we've had some drinks. We beat up some people. The obvious directions north out of town. Is there anything else we want to do here before we go? Grab some food. Anyone need anything? Yeah, as you're as you're walking kind of along the cobbles, you do see the path that would lead you up to the north, where the gate to the forest is. At the western edge of town, you see sort of some like black smoke rising from some chimneys, and you remember on your way in, seeming more like that's where like an armory would be. Seems like the building shape and the the smoke would tip you off that that is more of an armory. There's also sort of a, a path to the east that leads more towards uh, the, the graveyard areas and the, the sort of the back alleys and the more of the dingier spot of town. Do we want to check out the armory in case we want to swap out some equipment? I think that's a good idea. Shopping spree! That's right, people, it's a shopping episode. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you could escape it. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> We're haggling. Hey, strap in or strap? Never mind. Nope. Oh. <laughs> I don't think they sell those, but there's only one way to find out. We'll have to go to the back alley place to see. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> so as you head up to the front door, you see the smoke coming through. You see the building more clearly, and you see there's just a big sign on the front, and the doors are closed over. What does the sign say? Closed. Oh, get the fuck out. They're closed. <laughs> and then underneath huh. this is no refunds. Maybe if we knock hard enough, somebody will answer. I believe my friend with the metal fist would be primed for that. Yeah, I'll knock on the door. Are we trying to get an answer? Are we trying to be any... I mean, uh, at a certain point, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Olsum's saying is, I saw what he did to that boy back in the bar, and I wouldn't want to be a dar taking his fist. Fair enough. Maybe <laughs> the other fist. Anyways, I knock. All right. <laughs> so you knock, you hear a little bit of movement inside but then uh, it goes quiet again. Huh. I look behind me and I'm like, I mean, am I taking this a little further? Just looking to get the temperature of the group here. Do we just knock harder? Let me give it a shot. I go up and start knocking. Good day, signore. We would like to come by and see what wares you may have for purchase. We have gold. You hear on the other side of the door, is your brain broken? A no, little. it is quite fine. But there's a, there's a sign has words. If your brain's not broken, you should be able to read those words. We are very aware of that, but we are passing through and figured why not see if we could make some special time just for our group. It's morning. I don't, I don't open for hours. I'm not, I can't, I'm not. Listen, if I don't get my beauty sleep, you don't want to see me. 
and I ain't dealing with anybody. I would like to persuade him to open up early just for our group. Good signore, we are here to help with your town situations. I believe that your Queen Bot Stallion has gone missing. We are the adventurers that have been tasked with finding your Queen. We would like to see if there are any equipment that we could use to help us in, in turn help your town out. And I'm sure the process of being able to make some coin would also suffice as well. I mean, yeah, you got to roll that talk check. All right. You hear the very distinct noise of a shotgun being racked. <laughs> well, good day, and shall arrivederci. We will be going on our way. Guys, it may be best if we start going. And I say loud enough, I guess he doesn't really like money. I mean, we're here now. We won't be here later. So he can get money now or not give money. Oh, no, no, the, the gentleman has decided that he doesn't want to help himself out and help out the town. I think it's time we say good day. Uh, farewell, signore. Have good, best of luck with your failing business. Okay, I'll get your guns off your corpses and when the fucking trees are done eating you. <laughs> I don't think he's going out of that house. I forgot to mention I did roll a 15 on that uh, talk check for the uh, audio listeners. Yes, yeah, it was a 15. It uh, did not help. All right, maybe there's something sketchy over in back alley area. So you head through, you walk past Moxie's Grog. Again, it, it now has a, a closed sign on because there's there's no more day drinkers and it needs to be cleaned. Most of the tables are broken. And most of the tables are broken, yes. <laughs> uh, well, you're, you're going everywhere. All right, so you head over towards where the you start to see gravestones and as you're walking past doesn't necessarily seem like a planned graveyard per se it is more that this is just where the bodies are going now it seems hastily put together and it seems like there are more dead bodies in recent months than they kind of knew what to do with so there there is sort of a, a temporary kind of the pop-up graveyard oh oh good <laughs> There are some teenage aged kids around that area. The ones that think hanging out in a graveyard is really fucking cool. And they have hair covering at least one or both of their eyes in most instances. But they notice you, but they're ignoring that you exist because that's also what they think is cool. I mean, they're teenage kids. Yeah, that's, that, that tracks. Do we uh, spot anybody else that could be, I don't know, like a black market seller or anything like that? There is a person who is digging a couple of new graves at the edge of the pop-up graveyard. They are about four feet into their, their six-foot hole that they need to make as of yet. And as they see you, they kind of stick the shovel back into the dirt and then wipe their the sweat from their brow. All right, yeah. I I'll ask if there's, you know, any other place except, you know, the that dude at the west side of town where we could buy and sell some goods. Oh, yeah, Marcus, he's not gonna, he's not gonna get up until the sun's on the other side of the, of the middle. You know, he don't open for anybody. We try and go in there a couple times, try and, you know, when, when we've been raided, and he just, even in the midst of people dying, he will not open his doors for nothing until it turns, uh, at least four. That's very unusual. It makes me wonder what truly keeps him in business if he is not willing to sell his wares. What is the point of the store? Well, when he does open, it's real expensive. I, I mean, I got this shovel from there, and it cost me two hundred gold. Mm. Two hundred gold for Lord. a shovel. For a shovel? And best be able to do other things besides just dig. 
I don't know. See, guys, I'm thinking maybe we can get one of these buildings here. We can open up a different place. We could sell the shovel for a hundred. This guy could win. We could win. Do you know how to make a shovel? Figure it out. I don't have a metal goddamn hand. You gotta tell me if you know. <laughs> I I, can't, I cannot be under Marcus's thumb anymore. I mean, we do have a mechromancer on this. I suppose I could make a shovel. I figure I could probably get that together pretty quick for you. Just need some wood, some iron, something to facet it all together with. Iron? You're looking for... Uh, there's no iron within 20 miles of here that them fucking skellies haven't taken. Where's skellies? The, the bony ones? The... The dead, but not, you know. I believe we are acquainted. Oh, yeah, the guys we murdered on our way in here. Or be murdered. You killed the skellies? I mean, yes. Did I... you get any of their, their swords or anything? Oh, yeah. You have their swords? Not their swords, but we got some weapons that we're willing to part ways with. That's that's the whole You know, that's a great idea, Nomad. We could just melt them down. Hey, you show me how to dig a fucking hole with a pistol, and I'll, I'll give you money. <laughs> okay, I don't think this guy's understanding what we're getting at here. <laughs> There's a couple steps in between, but yeah. Must be best to move on here as well. Might be thinking a little bit too much for this. Maybe we should just uh, head north and see what we got up there. Oh, you're heading out there, huh? <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> That's ominous. I guess familiar. I feel like you think everybody's a little familiar to you. Maybe you're just a familiar fellow. I've been around a lot. So as you head past the pop-up gravestone, the guy goes back to his work and you hear in the, you kind of get to the distance, you hear the sound of a shovel breaking and then just lots of cursing. <laughs> oh, he'll be back. And the he'll teenagers, as they see you walk by, they're just like, everything sucks. <laughs> Hate just everything. That's called nihilism, children. Would you call me? <laughs> Sounds like a cool name. I'm going to be Tommy Nihilism now. Yeah, do it, man. That's good for you. Hell yeah. My band's gonna make it. We're not like the other bands. I'm sure you tell yourself that. I was just imagining the kids from South Park. The goth, like the, the goth kids. <laughs> With the little goth kindergartner, no, no, no. the one that's smoking cigarettes all the time. <laughs> yeah. Very similar vibes. Uh, these guys are cool, though. For real. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. All right, what are we seeing as we approach the north gate? So as you are approaching, you're walking down the path to the north gate, you see obviously the gate with like electrical pylons on top that kind of are just seem to be zapping randomly on the other side of the gate, which uh, does a good job of keeping things back as you don't necessarily see a threat immediately on the other side of the gate. Above you and kind of in the distance, you see that there are, and you've kind of seen them as you've been going over town, there are these blimps that are floating above the forest and the other areas kind of to the west and east of Playmark Refuge. And you know from things you've heard before coming to the city that these are the defense blimps. Like they are there to stop the dangers from getting in, but they don't necessarily work on the shore end because, you know, there's, there's supposed to be boats, but the boats aren't, aren't working anymore. Obviously the skeletons have found a way. But on this side of things where there's trees and cover and everything, they are they are doing their jobs. And you approach the gate itself, you start to see a figure who has their back turned to you. But from what you can see, they are very, very muscular. And you start to hear this sound. It's like, and you, you notice it seems they're maybe doing a guitar solo, like an air guitar solo. Oh, hell yeah. Just making sounds. 
very interested, I move forward, approach the sound. He's like, wee, 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 wee. And even over the sound, he kind of hears you as you kind of make your last steps up to him. And he spins around and he's like, hey, the fuck do you want? Ciao, buongiorno. I am Bruno Alessandro Carlo Alberto. At your service. We are here to be on our way to help find your queen. Name's Mr. Torg. And then he goes on a guitar solo that lasts for at least six minutes. Oh, that's enjoyable. Guitar solo was fantastic. I love the name. And as it finally comes to an end, he's like, Woo! That was a that was a good one. I gotta remember that one for next time, cause that was that was epic. I forgot what uh the fuck do you want? Yeah, I'm just looking to get out of town, I think. Just for a little bit. We'll be back. You you're going out there? You you know what that place is called? Yeah, I heard it is a little startling at first, but uh you know, I'm I'm pretty confident in our abilities. And if not, you know, they will die. You know, actually I don't think we quite know what's out there. I mean <laughs> we know they're trees that eat people, but like you got any advice for dealing with them? Do they ever come this way? Do they stay stationary? Alright, here's Torg's three step patented way to not get eaten alive by trees. Step one, stay on this side of the fucking gate. <laughs> there are no more steps. <laughs> yep. Well, that's interesting, because uh, Moxie over at the bar, she said that she's been in there before. How did that happen? Well, that was before. So the last person I let through this gate was Queen Bustallion herself. Can't say no. She's the queen. Also, she's hella badass, so she could handle herself. She hadn't come back yet. So I'm not letting anyone else out unless I have specific orders. But we are under specific orders from your town guards, Ellie. We are tasked with going and retrieving your queen. Oh shit, Ellie sent you? Si, senor. Well, damn, that's one of my checks there. But, uh, you still gotta prove that you're badass enough. You wanna know how you gotta do it? How may we do this? If it's a guitar solo, I'm gonna be really upset. I'm gonna need you to blow up that blimp with fire! Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. What blimp? So behind the gate and over the forest, you see one of the three blimps is definitely closer than the others. It is, I would say, in range of your weapons is, is the distance away from you that it is. Ah, yes, the perfect range. Welcome. My name's Hermes Flay Gillock, and I'd like to thank you for listening to Bad Assets, a Bunkers and Badasses podcast. If you could... Please leave us a review on the podcast service of your choice, as that would help others to find the show and grow our network of beautiful bastards. And now on to the show. Why would he want us to blow up his own blimp? Because reasons! <laughs> I say, I don't know why we're arguing. I mean, it's his property. We'll do with it whatever. It just wouldn't do it. So he flicks open a, a scroll and he's like, here are the rules. Each one of you will get an attempt to blow up the blimp, and I'm gonna score it. You get, on a scale of one to 10, I'm gonna give you points for three different criteria. Each criteria, it's gonna give you a max of three points. First one is damage. So uh, how much damage you deal to it? More damage, more points. Style, you get, you get some flips, maybe some trick shots, maybe some one-liners, equips you throw in. That's points, baby. Cool pose, points, baby. And then uh, the last one's gonna be originality. I don't just wanna see a backflip. You gotta you gotta mix it up. I gotta know that you are the special kind of badass that can go out there and bring our queen home. 
Damn, I should have saved the baseball move for this one. So each criteria, I'm just going to award, it can get you up to three points. And then on a scale of one to ten, whoever has the most points at the end wins. And just like gaining, like gauging distance. I imagine that thing's not like hovering low. It's pretty high up there, right? Listen, bullets are fucking weird, man. They, if you angle them up high enough, they'll get there. This man studied physics. At least it sounds like it. So who wants to go first? Not it. Well, I was going to look around to see if I could find, you know, something like a mid-century trebuchet. They have one of those just lying around. <laughs> Don't you have guns? What do you need a tre- What is a- What? Why do you need a- Well, you said style and originality. And, hold, uh, hold on. Signore Torg. I believe I know what he's about to do. You may want to indulge him. Listen, I would love to indulge you with the trebuchet that I totally fucking have, but I don't. Oh. 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 There's a there's a scarecrow pumpkin over here. Guess I could just shoot at it. Grumbling, I pull out knock knock. <laughs> and also, as he's telling you all of these things, he's flexing like as hard as possible. For emphasis, just every single motion seems to be a flex. I've seen that before where, you know, these big guys, they just constantly flex. Uh, what was the name of that? Uh, the cha- Chainsaw Joes, fire breathing and more. That was, they were a wrestling act. And those guys always used to do it. But they also always used to blow out their b-hole. Uh, flex too hard. It's silly. That guy's going to hurt himself. I don't have that problem. Got that replaced years ago. God damn, this guy's cool as shit. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll take a shot at this thing with knock knock if nobody else is. Uh... Before you roll, because you notice the flexing, I will give you a, uh, roll an insight check for me. So oh. you. This eight. Don't notice anything suspicious. Well, why would I? You do know that he said it's on a scale of one to ten, and each of the three criteria can give you up to three points. But you don't necessarily put two and two together yet. All right. Hmm. So I guess what I'm going to do is a combat roll, land in a crouch, and say, is anybody home before shooting knock-knock rocket launcher directly at the blimp? Said he wanted to see some style. All right. So if you want to go ahead and make, uh, let's say, a traverse check for the for the roll and then do your attack. And I'm not adding, like, all right, I rolled a 19. So that's pretty fucking good roll. Now go ahead and attack the blimp. Oh, roll the three. Says failure really big. That's not great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So knock knock, that is your rocket launcher, correct? That's correct. <laughs> so you make your roll and you sort of go to balance yourself and fire the rocket, but it flies off past the blimp that you were supposed to be aiming for. And it does not connect. <laughs> ah well. It's all good, my friend. Here. Let me have a shot at this. So Torg's going to score you currently before, before Bruno goes. He's like, well, I got to say, that's no points for damage because you didn't fucking do any. But uh, that was the sweetest role I have seen a man of our size do in a real Hell long yeah. time since I was in my teens. I mean, did you like the little quip too? The rocket's name, knock, knock, and I point to the side. It says knock, knock, right on the side. Oh yeah, no, I'll get you, I'll give you that. All right, so that's gonna be, I think that's gonna be a total of five points. I'm giving you three for style and two for originality and jack shit for damage. All right, well, you know, I think far away, I had dirt in my eye, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And I trail off and just continue reloading. <laughs> 
Uh, so Bruno, before your attempt, why don't you go ahead and roll an insight check for me? All right. So Bruno, with a 14, you realize everything that he's saying is punctuated by the flexes. Every sort of motion is flexed on afterwards. And you have a 10 point scale, but only nine points from what the things that he's described. And you think there may be a link between those two things. I believe I know how to indulge the very muscular guitar riffing man here. Is there a tree nearby? Yes, yeah, there's a tree kind of 20 or 30 feet to your east. So let's just say that that one that you see there, the closest tree you see. All right, so Bruno looks at Mr. Torg and goes, hopefully this will get you all fired up here, and proceeds to parkour his way up to the top of the tree, and at the peak, backflips off of it, and mid-flip peppers the blimp with his SMG, the flare gun. And as he lands, flexes both of his arms. All right, let's see that traverse check first. Right. When he flexes, can I take my pistol and shoot it twice? <laughs> <laughs> and when everyone turns and looks, I'm like, oh, oh, sorry. Please be good. No! <laughs> I rolled oh. a three. <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so your traverse check, you get... Listen, Bruno, tell us how this goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so intentionally or like in the intended way was that essentially just basically jumping from branch to branch to the top of the tree maybe one of those like you know hold on to it and kind of like throw yourself up or something like that but i'm guessing more than likely because of this three traverse check i just try to go up probably fall the first time then just kind of like look back and then frantically scramble back up there <laughs> to the tree okay big eyes to pull off the, try to pull off a backflip. All right, so I guess make your attack then. So the the backflip, you, you'll land it, but let's just see how the attack goes in, in the middle of this. All right. Oh my oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> These are some cursed dice. As you're firing your SMG, you're realizing that you didn't get high enough up in that tree to have enough time in the backflip, yeah. To reach the blimp. Torg said it was in range, but that was kind of a. That was not necessarily the truth. It's in range if you have a gun that fires it at good range. If you have an SMG, it might not make it. And in this case, it didn't. But you land your backflip, and are you still going to go for the flex? He's still going to go for the flex. <laughs> Disgust. And Nomad, as you see this, you're firing off two shots to kind of em emphasize the flex, but they're kind of, they sound a little deflated now, unfortunately, based on the attempt. <laughs> I wanted to be completely on accident. Like, I really wasn't looking too hard. And I was, like, reloading my rocket launcher. It's like, oh, shit. They're more sympathy shots than anything it's, it's, It sounds like, if you've ever heard a sad gunshot, I don't know how that happens. But Bang. Oh, ball. So Torg's like, yeah. pew. Well, damn, son, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have tried shooting at that thing with an SMG. That sounds fucking dumb. He's like, well, for damage, that's a, that's a goose egg. I'll give you the flip for the style, and you got a cool pose out of it. So, and boy, you know, uh, listen, I loved the flex. You're getting a bonus point for the flex. So I'm going to get, that's a total Bravo. of four for you. Hey, that's not bad. I mean, you yeah. know. 
Well, I mean, it's the blimp's very high up. It's really up there. That's it's what really I'm high up He's there. like, all right, is anyone actually going to shoot this fucking thing? That's why I was asking for a trebuchet. Nobody is. Dove wants to go next. Let Dove go. I need some setup time. All right, Dove. To preface this, Duck Norris doesn't really have a strength, right? So, like, how do I know how much he can carry when it comes to weight? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> can he pick me up? I would say no. Oh. Damn it. I think he could he could help you hover. Like he could, he could stop you from falling as fast, right? No, that's not what I'm looking for. Damn it. I don't have anything cool, but my uh burning boar does incendiary damage. Hey, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for fire. Exactly. So let's go ahead and pull that one out and we're not gonna be cool since since he can't pick me up. That ruined everything I had in mind. But we'll go ahead and try to shoot at it with the burning boar. Okay. So you're gonna like get in a cool pose to, to line up your shot? No. I don't have anything cool. I'm <laughs> mad now. Everything cool I had is gone. You ruined it. No. No flare. I'm just gonna shoot the bitch down. <laughs> Alright, I mean yeah, there's nothing else to do. I guess roll the attack. <laughs> Do I have to roll anything else first or just my burning boar? She just like walks right up next to him and shoots the sniper right next to his ear. <laughs> no, this is just an attack. There's no other flourishes happening. Okay. And we rolled a crit hit. 21. Wow. Yeah, so you got two hits and two crits with that, which is ridiculous. Oh, because you rolled a natural 20. That's what happened. You had the 20 plus the yep. one. Amazing. Yeah. All right. So you're dealing damage. All right, let's go ahead and roll our damage. See, what she should have done is no-looked it. That would have been really cool. So you have seven base, eight from your crit, and then four bonus damage. Yes, because you have bonus crit damage from something. Straight to the blimp. You fire a shot. You see it kind of burn. It did, as the weapon says, it sort of burns and bores a hole directly into the side of the blimp. And you see it come out the other side, and there's fire just kind of rising up from one side of the blimp. Would you like to do anything else at the end of your attempt? Kind of notice that Bruno went for a flex, but you know, it's up to you if you want to acknowledge that also. Oh, so I'll, yeah, I'll flex on him, you know, since he's been flexing on us the whole time. Sure, yeah. And is Duck Norris doing anything at the end of your attempt? No, he's just staring him down. He's mad because we had plans and they were ruined. Yeah, I was hoping for a Duck Norris flex, but all right. <laughs> I was really hoping for that <laughs> so too, <was> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's he gonna do? Flex his wings? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what he would do. I'm only gonna say he's gonna flex his wings if we're gonna insert a video of that happening on the actual video podcast. Hold on. <laughs> I'm looking. Chase, like, rendering. Well, how about Duck flies up in his face and flexes his wings at him while staring him down with those beady eyes? <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> right in his face, but not close enough for him if he tries to reach out and smack at him after that torg's like now listen i don't normally give points for subtlety but that was subtly the most badass fucking thing i've ever seen that thing just flexed in my face so you're getting the full three points for damage you have uh put a big asshole in that blimp i think it's gonna go down soon uh, your style you know what and sometimes less is more i'm gonna give you two points for style and uh, originality, well, goddamn, goddamn that flex. So that's going to be one point for originality, another point for the flex. Let's see, three, two, that's five, and then one and one. So it's seven points. We'll take it. It's two of you left. I don't know how I'm going to do anything. All I have are, is a shotgun. Hey, do you want to borrow one of mine? Is is that a thing? Uh, sure. Yeah, I think we can hang guns off. Uh, here, you can borrow this one, and then just give it back for my turn. 
Okay. And uh, can I hand her the decent flambe? Yes, you hand over the decent flambe. All right. So I'm going to walk over like to the little open area. I'm going to stare straight at Korg the whole time. I'm going to keep staring at him. I'm going to do a little glance up at the blimp thing and then just stare back at him again. And then I'm going to shoot it. All right. Uh, well, I guess you're going with intimidation as your main method of originality. So I guess just roll an attack. Oh, that one hit. I saw it. Sure did. So you got an eight plus one. So you get a nine, which is four hits from the decent flambe. So you're doing damage. What's the damage? All right, so you do nine points of fire damage directly to the blimp. You're hitting kind of the underside of it where where Dove shot was more kind of center mass uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there are sprouts of fire coming from the bottom of it now. And you can see it's kind of it's sinking a little bit lower, which is probably why your SMG was able to hit it because it's not as high up as it was during Bruno's attempt. Okay. Are you doing anything else at the end of the attempt after the shot? Yeah, at the end of it, I'm going to bring it up and I'm going to flex both my arms and I'm going to do that whole like wrestler kind of like yell right at him at his face and then just walk away. All right. What does that sound like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what does a wrestler yell? I gotta. I don't know. Hey, Nomad, can you help me out with a yell? Does that work? Oh, it didn't, it didn't pick it up. Oh, it's too high. <laughs> I guess I have to be a little more quiet. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that. Just louder. Okay. That's what I, I do. I do. Imagine it booming, though, is what I'm saying. So Tor goes, whoa, all right. I, uh... Usually not afraid during these sorts of things, but uh, I'm a little bit frightened by you two at this moment. So for damage, it's not, it's not a ton, but it is fire damage. So I got to give you the two points. Let's see. Style, that stare, that's going to haunt me. That's living in the Torg Noodle for a while. In the Torg Noodle. And originality, I mean, I've never had someone yell for someone else. So that was pretty cool, I guess. See new things. And the flex. I slammed my thumb in the like door of knock knock while I was reloading it. That's why I yelled. <laughs> At that moment, you're like, ah! It doesn't make sense. It's a metal thumb, but it's... I get it. Phantom pain. I get the same thing. All right, so that's going to be an eight for Penumbra. That's going to be hard to beat. All right, you with the beard and the hat. What's, uh, what are you doing? So, first thing we're going to do, reload the decent flambe. And... We're going to summon Kit. Kit is going to land, and then he and I are going to have, like, a, a little huddle session. Here is what's discussed. So, the move that we're going to do is called the trebuchet. We summon you, Kit, and then, Kit, you're going to go grab one of these trees over here, one of the ones that looks, like, rubbery and flexible. You're going to load me on it, fire me like a trebuchet, eh? Yeah? And then uh, I'll shoot it at the top, like, pew, 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 like, super cool, and then... On the way down, I'm going to run down a tree, slide the stop and flex right in front of him. Like, let him see my back. And then you slide in behind me and you flex too. And it'll be like a double flex badass explosion thing in the back. I don't know. It'll look sweet. What you think? Does Kit respond to any of this? I mean, he like hums and whirs so, or makes dog sounds. So if you can do something with that, sure. You, you hear some whirs and some things that just indicate, fuck yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's the kind of attitude I like. So what do we got to roll? Okay, so I, I would listen. There's a step by step to this that we're going to have to do. What's step one of this of this plan? 
Uh, step one, I am going to slug this rare stat potion that you gave me for traverse checks. Gives me a plus three stat mod of my choice for one hour. You are better at traverse now. Awesome. We've summoned Kit. Kit will grab a tree and bend it. That way we can use it like a, a trebuchet, a trebuchet huh? on brand. Mm -hmm. I get it. Sorry that I keep hammering that home. Kit walks over, grabs this tree, pulls it squarely out of the ground and comes back. Oh, buddy, that was a little too hard. Try a different one. We're looking for a bendy one. <laughs> Kit whirs and then goes over to this tree, pulls it out of the ground. It bends, it flexes, and he has it almost in the shape of a U as he comes back. You know what? Fuck that. I love it. Let's do what Kit's doing. I'm going to shoot the boomerang that he just built with the decent flambe, set it on fire, and then he's going to throw it at the blimp. All right. <laughs> so I guess make an attack against a tree and your friend. Yeah. He'll be fine, I'm sure. Looks like we got 11 plus 1 is 12, so we got four hits. All right, go ahead and roll that tree damage. Eight damage on the tree. All right. Hopefully so it's on fire. Here's a fun fact about trees. They're made of wood. So that is actually 16 damage that you have dealt to this tree, and it is on fire. Sweet. We, we like flaming boomerangs. So then Kit's just going to hurl it at, uh, at the blimp and see what happens. Okay, so this is going to be an accuracy roll, but Kit is probably just going to use your stats for this. Okay, cool. So you can just roll your accuracy uh, with your mod. Uh, 10. Can I also spend badass tokens to reroll it? You can spend badass tokens to add plus one. I'm going to spend six on it because I have 10, so... Well, God uh, damn. We'll put it up to a 16. All right. He goes to throw it and then he looks back at you for affirmation and you you like you show him like twist his hand a little bit and he sort of adjusts slightly and then throws it and it just spirals directly into the side of the blimp and comes out the other side and is now coming back to hit Kit in the face because you made a flaming boomerang. That was badass. <laughs> <laughs> Before Kit is smashed in the face with a flaming boomerang, what are you doing at the end of your attempt? We're both gonna flex. I mean, just like look at each other. He knows it's coming. There's nothing that can stop it. We're just gonna like flex together as a last moment, you know? All right, so you both flex and the boomerang comes through and as Kit is flexing and Torg is like, is just in awe, it comes back and just smashes Kit in the face and fully destroys <laughs> kit in that moment and you oh. see from the shades of torg you just you see tears coming down the sides of his of his face <laughs> i'm standing next to him crying as well that this was is so brutal beautiful <laughs> that told a whole story oh just 10 10 put 10 points you get you get 10 points oh well thank you poor kit gotta put him back together is this kid gonna be okay? Oh yeah, he he disassembles, he reassembles. This is his daily thing. But you already scored the points, so keep those emotions going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say, on average, y'all were pretty fucking badass. I can see why Ellie likes you. And as this happens, he's like, "I got this," and he he walks up to Hermes and gives him like a like a little bit of a little handshake, very flexing handshake. And Hermes, you receive the buff buff. So this is going to be active for the rest of 
the day. I mean, the day is not even half over right now, so this will this will last for a bit. It grants the user the ability to deal psychic damage to their enemies by flexing their muscles. <laughs> this will be for both you and Kit, since you you oh, both did this. This will nice. be an effect that you both get once per turn. Nice. The Vault Hunter, in this case Hermes, or Kit can flex to deal 1d4 psychic damage to an enemy that is targeting you or looking at you. Oh, that's hilarious. I love it. What are you looking at, nerd? Brilliant. <laughs> I hope I don't flex on accident and hurt one of you. Perhaps we really need to look for that sunglass hunt to shield our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so after all the attempts are made, Torg looks at you each one in a row and he flexes at you. So starting with Nomad, what do you do? Well... I guess I'll flex back. Maybe I'll turn around and hit him with uh, the guns from the back looking over the shoulder a little bit. So go ahead and roll damage roll. Do you do a damage roll? Well, I'm rolling like garbage. That was the six. All right, so you flex back and Torg's flex is just like, Ugh, and you cannot help but look away. You cannot, you, the flex is too hard. You've been out flexed. All right, fair. So next, uh, next up, he flexes a Bruno. What does Bruno do? Bruno flexes back. Facing Torg with both arms, really trying to emphasize his shoulders. Let's go ahead and make a damage roll. All right. Oh, my God. I rolled a three. Yep. So Torg again flexes back out. You have to look away, and uh, you actually take a 3d4 damage. Oh, jeez. Yeah, today's uh, not our day, pal. He flexed so hard over you. So you recoil, and you're like, ah! Oh! As, as he flexes back at you. A dove. Right. You and Duck Norris are getting flexed at. That is five points of damage for me, too. So I'm going to flex with my right arm while I have my left arm out. And Duck is perched on my left arm. And he does his little wing flex. But it's the one, like the one in the Discord, where he's flying with the big arms. That kind of flex. Okay. <laughs> if we... <laughs> Go ahead and make your roll. I'm going to let you roll twice and take the higher one. Because it's one's going to be for you, one's going to be for Duck Norris. So we're going to roll damage twice? Yeah. There it is. Well, goddamn. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. What? He and I both rolled a 20. Yeah, Mr. Torg flexes back at you the hardest that he's ever flexed. And you and Duck Norris combined have outflexed Mr. Torg. Yeah. But there's still, there's still two people to go. Can Duck fly at him and poke him in the eye? Not in the eye. He's got sunglasses on. But as like a show of dominance, can he fly at him and like pluck him in the sunglasses and fly back? Sure. Okay. So Duck Norris flies in, goes to like peck at his sunglasses, pulls a single mustache hair from his mustache and flies back with it. He's like, oh, shit. Whoa. Oh, oh I got to try harder. And so flexes at Penumbra next, not to be deterred. All right. So Penumbra is just going to stare him right in the eye, just like he did when he shot at the blimp. And he's going to flex with both arms. All right. Oh, so Penumbra got an 11. Mr. Torg got an eight. So he's obviously frazzled. He's kind of off balance and tries to like turn it into like one of those like side flexes, but he's not in the right stance. So it doesn't come off as well. Penumbra, you have outflexed Mr. Torg as well. Yeah. There's just one left. And then it's Hermes. He stumbles forward. He's a little bit dazed because he's flexing so hard that he's about to break his second b-hole. Yep, we're doing a double back bicep flex. So it highlights all the forearms, the biceps, the triceps, the back, and the lats. Make that flex roll. <laughs> 19. 
Uh, so if, is he going to get hit by buff buff too? He's going to get oh. this, some stuff happens. All right. So okay. Mr. Torg goes to flex at you. Hermes got a 19. He only got an eight. He falls to one knee and can't even like pretend with the flex anymore. He has been out flexed by more than half of the party. So he is, he's questioning a lot of things about himself. You also have buff buffed him. And so he, you can see it's a kind of a combination of Duck Norris attacking the sunglasses and your buff buff. His shades like crack and split in half and they fall off. And you see, he's just real tired. He's so tired. His bags under his eyes are so deep. And he just, he's like, I can't, I can't flex anymore. You gotta. <laughs> You gotta find the queen. You gotta bring her back. Everything's so fucked. Here, take this. So he reaches out his hand and he holds out the Mind Melter, which is a legendary pistol that deals corrosive damage. And it has splash. It deals 2d4 corrosive damage per hit and an additional 2d6 corrosive damage on top of that. So who would like the Mind Melter pistol? I think we all have pistols, right? Everyone has one? I do. Yes. I think you all have sidearms, yeah. yeah. Clearly, as the best performer here, I would be more than happy to take the Mind Melter pistol. I don't have any objections. <laughs> we can have the, we can have I the won't allow show. the comment. I will not allow the comment, but I will allow you to have the pistol if you want it. So I wouldn't say best performer, let's be real, but... All right, I will settle for second best. Uh, Mid-range no, no, no. at most. No, like actually second I worst, rose but and achieved the challenge. <laughs> you survived the challenge. Any challenge you could walk away from is a successful one. Bruno, I just don't know about that. He's like, it's getting real <laughs> heavy in my hands here, guys. I I've flexed way too hard. I'm gonna pass out. Enjoy yourself. So who's taking the mind melter? Uh Bruno? Bruno. Sounds like Bruno. <laughs> I'll <right>. take it. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. Bruno's convinced the group. What can I say? I'm a very persuasive man. You know what? Roll a talk check. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's my line. Hey, roll a talk check. Hey! <laughs> I rolled a 24 in my persuasion check. Wow. Get persuaded, son. Man, you can't flex those muscles, but man, you can flex that tongue. Oh, that sounded worse than I thought. I'm passing out now. Don't ever, don't ever say that to me again. <laughs> and he so reaches over and unhooks the gate so that you can go through and then sort of passes out while still flexing as hard as possible. Like he's on his side. He has his arm prop. His arm is propping up his head and his muscles are still like flexed as hard as, po as possible. And as we're like walking by through the gate, I was like, see, I told you I saw this at Chainsaw Joe's. That dude shit his pants. <laughs> Well, that was a good session, guys. Thanks for joining us. If you guys, as always, get the chance, you can check us out on our socials, at Bad Assets on Twitter as well. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, you can catch the video form of the show over on YouTube. So go check that out, and thanks for joining us, guys. Have a good one. Have a good day, Edgy.
that work? 